How are you doing? Good morning. Good morning. I'm Eric. I'm Jane. And we would like to formally welcome you to Two Gays at Art Soul. Okay, so this is a fun little project that was mainly Jane's idea, honestly. But she wrote me in, and this is probably the most silliest, goofiest, funniest thing we're going to do in our lives. And we just have to do it. And I want to hear from you, Jane. Why are we doing this? Essentially, as you know, both of us went to art school. Both of us had a time and a half. And we, over the course of our friendship, have been talking about our experiences, what it was like. Think the good, the bad, the ugly, everything in between. And... We just ultimately thought it would be fun to sit down and do what, Eric? And talk some shit. And talk some shit. Because, like, art school, and literally, I was actually just talking with someone about this the other day. Like, if you go to art school or a conservatory, like, period, you need at least, like, one to three buffer years afterwards to just, like, not talk about it. And then, like, you go back and you're like, what the fuck was this? And as you all know, both of us, well, maybe, maybe you don't know. Both of us graduated 2020. We've had those buffer years and we have aged like fine wine. And we have. Not that our buffer years were the pandemic. That's the whole conversation by itself. Yep, exactly. So essentially we decided that we wanted to create a space to talk about our art school experiences, talk our shit, and just get into what the hell was art school and how are we here now, et cetera. All the good things. All the good things. But you probably need like a little bit more of a formal introduction over like who the fuck we are. So as I said, my name's Eric. Um, my pronouns are he, him. My name is Jane. My pronouns are she, they. Um, and as we said, we're gay as hell. And we went to art school. So I guess you should probably figure out how the hell do we even know each other. It's actually really funny because the art school we went to, we both went to UNCSA, the University of North Carolina School of the Arts. It's a really small school, but because we're so deep in our art, like mm-hmm. all day long, like in the trenches, a lot of times you literally don't meet each other until... Like fourth year or even after graduating. 100%. 100%. So just a little bit of context. Um, I was a music major, clarinet performance. I was a dance major with a contemporary concentration. And where our classes were on campus, we were in the same building quite a lot of the time, but truly like hardly saw each other, as you mentioned, just with the busyness of the schedules, everything. Um, so yeah, how did we meet? How, let's get into it. Okay, so I remember this was like... I'm pretty sure it was fall 2021, and there was a conversation going on online about, like, reproductive rights, like, a huge conversation, and you had, like, shared your experiences and your perspectives, and I just really appreciated and respected what you said, and so, like, I just reached out to you to just um, commemorate that, and that was the start of us talking. That was the start, and that was the start of us talking our shit, too, so, frankly, that's where it truly began, but I remember thinking, like, It's so hard to stay in touch with people after art school because you're all like moving on, doing your own thing and having you reach out and being like, hey, like, let's connect. We both shared this experience. Let's talk about it was huge and definitely made me feel like, oh, the majority of majority of us probably want to talk to each other about what happened and are just like waiting for that connection point. Sense. And we do. It's so funny because around that same time, I went to a wedding in Charlotte and I stopped halfway through in Raleigh because um, my friend from school, who is also in my cohort, Marissa, um, we stayed in an Airbnb because she was going to New York the next day. And then also Jack Lair, who was in film, was in town or just around that same time. And so we all hung out at an Airbnb randomly. And for like a straight hour and a half, we were just talking shit. There was something 
honestly so healing about talking about your art school experience honestly your college experience i'm sure for you not art school babes i don't know what it's like but probably a lot of fun too not as much fun as this um but there's something really cathartic about being able to sit down and be like what the hell happened in like building that community post-grad is huge so should we back it up to how we got into our arts? How did we end up at UNCSA? Absolutely. I feel like that is such a journey. Oh. Okay. Um, so uh, I uh, am dance, as you know. I moved to Florida when I was about 12. And it was just very clear at the time that, like, I was a flamingo in the flock of pigeons. Very limberous. Like, there's just no way I was getting around those accusations. Like, <laughs> did you see that TikTok by Rika Takita that was, like, he was mimicking people who bully you when, like, you're in middle school or whatever. And he was, like, the funny thing about the bullies in middle school is, like, they're right. So, you're gay. <laughs> seen that i have i have so that was my traumatic middle school experience people were like <laughs> and mom was like yeah we should probably get you somewhere with a little mm -hmm. bit more exposure mm -hmm. and so they moved me to florida funny enough i ended up moving to the florida keys with my late grandfather at the time and it ended up being the best decision ever mm -hmm. so there was a dance studio that does their annual like christmas slash holiday show at my middle school and the amphitheater like in the park downtown and i was just really taken aback by like their acrobatics program like there were some really fierce tumblers who were like in my grade and around my grade i was like oh y'all can flip and shit okay so i decided the next year that i would try acro at that studio mm -hmm. and i just fell in love with it and i stuck with it well funny enough my step grandmother literally had to drag me to the studio because I was too nervous to go on my own. I was very much still in the headspace. It's like, boys don't dance. Like, that's weird if they do that. But she was like, nah, bitch, I'm dragging your ass. You're going. And so she drug me and she dragged me to me. And that was the best thing ever. So I started there. And then the following year, I started like formal dance classes. Like I actually started taking ballet, tap jazz, all the things. And then the year after that, I ended up having to move back to North Carolina because my grandfather was experiencing some health issues. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up taking a year off from dance, but did cheer instead. Then the following year, I was like, I miss dance, bro. Yeah. So I started dancing again. And then I auditioned for UNC Greensboro my senior yep. year of high school. So I did get like a bit of a traditional college experience mm -hmm. where I actually made some friends who I'm still really close with. Um, one of their weddings is actually next month, which is crazy. We've all been friends for like nine years. But I love it. I started there and I went there for two years. And I felt like it was a good program to like dance. There was dancing, but I didn't feel like I was training. And being that I was pretty. Mm -hmm pretty much like a late bloomer anyway like I didn't start dancing until I was like 14 I knew that if I really wanted a shot um in terms of like a performance career or just have a lot more under my belt I really needed to like be training mm -hmm. so I auditioned for School of the Arts in the uh winter of 2016 mm -hmm. found out I got in okay and I decided to go and the con well it wasn't really a con it ended up being the best silver lining um to do it I would have to start all the way over in terms of okay. college which at first felt a little because I was already two years in but I changed my mindset to you know what it's two more years of training you can't beat that yeah so you might as well do it Honestly. and so that's how I ended up at UNCSA started your first day of classes there oh my gosh okay I love that so 
I also grew up in North Carolina, South Carolina, like very much in the South. Uh, my family's from uh, Greenville, South Carolina. I grew up there, very involved in music. My grandparents like love the theater. Let me back up actually. We're not gonna need more context. My grandparents are very involved in the arts and <clears throat> I would say had a big influence on me being involved as well. And this will come in handy later. Just trust, we're gonna loop back around. So my grandparents are musical. My dad plays the upright bass, plays in orchestras, um, like kind of casually. And so I grew up knowing that I was knowing that I was going to be playing an instrument. It was just a given. So I started piano when I was very, very young, I think four and a half, somewhere in there. Started playing, really enjoyed it. And then around nine years old, like fourth grade, fifth grade, my family was like, Well, do you want to do a second instrument? And like looking back, that is interesting too of them being like, let's add another one on. Like, I don't really remember being like, oh, like I'm really excited to try something else. It was like, all right, what's number two? So anyways, that family dynamic was interesting of just like, yeah, having that background in the arts, kind of a push to go into music specifically. So <clears throat> they're asking me like, what do you want to do as your second instrument? I wanted to be a flute girl so badly. Thank God. Thank God I did not pick up that flute. And my mom wanted me to play the cello because then she was like, then you and your dad can play duets, like low strings. It's going to be great. No. What happened is those grandparents I mentioned at the beginning, they had a little clarinet in their closet and they said, we already have this. Let's give it a go. See what happens. So I remember pulling it out. It was my aunt's in the eighties and it was my grandparents before that, like my grandpa's. And it had like 1980s lipstick stained clarinet reads, like pulling this out. And I remember putting it together and it just like, it truly clicked in my brain. Like I, I don't know how to describe it other than that. Like, you know, if there's something you're passionate about that just like makes sense from the get go, it, when it works, it works. So I started taking clarinet lessons. Um, we were living in North Carolina now at this point, had just moved and we went to the music store and they gave us a business card for a clarinet teacher. And on the front was one name, on the back was the other. We just dialed the name on the front and it turned out to be the founding clarinet teacher at UNCSA. He was retired. He was living in Winston-Salem. He's truly one of the kindest people I've ever met. So I studied with him from nine years old till when I was 18. Um, my school in North Carolina like did not really support the arts. I had like some competitions I could do there, was doing a little bit to stay involved, but not too much at school. So truly having him as like my mentor for that long of a time and having that continuity with one teacher was huge. He was absolutely incredible. So in high school, I'm doing the competitions that are associated with my school as a tiny Christian school. And you would go and you compete at the state level, compete at nationals. Okay, ninth grade, I pass the state round, go to nationals. I win the nationals for these Christian school kids. And they asked me if I want to perform in the showcase for like the end of the week activities. And I performed in front of this huge amphitheater indoor of people and was like, yeah, this is where I want to be. I want to be on stage performing. So then from then on, like truly pursued clarinet performance, did youth orchestra, kept comp kept doing competitions, et cetera. Time to go to school. And in Greenville, South Carolina, where I had been doing those competitions is a very religious university. I'm sure we'll look back to at some point um, that again, my grandparents that I mentioned earlier were very connected to very much a big fan of me going to and my parents, etc. So art school was not really in the cards for me. It was going to be Christian school first and then the art second and like through the lens of like their religion. So I went to that school also like you for a little bit before UNCSA. And it really resonated with me when you were saying like, you knew that you were not going to get the training that you needed. Like, yes, you could be doing it. And I think both of us are pretty like self-driven, like to know 
you know, mm-hmm. when when you need to step it up for yourself and when it's the environment and when it's a combination of both, et cetera. And I remember thinking, like, my teacher thinks I'm just going to get married to pastor after this and do church music. Like, this is not where I want to be. So I auditioned for UNCSA on my spring break, spring 2017. So a little bit after you, I went, had a lesson with the teacher there. And he was like, yes, like, absolutely. Like, you can come. You've passed the audition. But we don't have space for you on campus. That might be the only thing is, like, housing, as you know. Mm-hmm. A little limited. So then I transferred and commuted, lived with my dad that first year. So slightly different experience. And I think you said you had to do an extra year. So you had to start from the beginning, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Mine, they, music's, like, one of the only disciplines, I think, where they will let you squeeze it in if it's only been one year. Like, you couldn't come in two years and finish the second two of college. So because I had only done one, I was able to squeeze it in. But that was also a trip and a half for another time. But yeah, that's how I ended up at UNCSA. Definitely a long winding path, but. So your first day of UNCSA was fall 2017. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, by then I was already a second year. Yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, wait. But I came in as a second year. So that's why we ended up graduating. Yep. Mm -hmm. Work. Okay, wait. So what was your impression of UNCSA? Okay. Also, I forgot to mention, so my high school had no arts. As I said, I was performing in Winston-Salem Symphony Youth Orchestra. And you know where they rehearsed? Crawford Hall. Great building. Oh, my God. So I was around these UNCSA kids all through okay. high school. Um, yeah, we'll come back to names later. But and we will. We, we, and we will. Um, but no, but I knew a lot of them. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, these kids are the shit. Like, they seem like they're having so much fun. And because... Casting is really interesting for music. Sometimes when you're in high school at School of the Arts, you're not getting as many performance opportunities for orchestra. So a lot of times the UNCSA high school musicians would play in the Winston-Salem Symphony Youth Orchestra because there was a little bit more opportunity there. So I was getting to know them. So I literally thought it was the shit. I thought these kids were so cool. I wish that I had gone there for high school. Like I remember thinking it at the time. And then when I came back, like as problematic as it is, we're going to get into it. It was exactly what I needed at the time. And I was like, I was so grateful to be there to have a space that like coming from like a very fundamentalist religious institution in the South to UNCSA night and day difference. And it, it changed my life. Yeah. Literally. Same. Not to talk too much about the school, not to boost its ego. Not to boost its ego. Time. It was really what I needed. Don't worry. We'll humble it. <laughs> back down we will bring it right back down no like i really agree with that though because the the training like the precedent for it just really set the tone for me like it really just brought me to a new level of like focus Mm -hmm. because it's one thing to be i don't know it's one thing to imagine what it's like but then to like be in the realm of like okay you need to be on your shit you need to like set a standard for yourself Mm -hmm. and then to like take that training seriously day in and day out like it was exhausting but like the most rewarding sensation to be able to say like i did that 100 percent. and also how do you feel about it being like a smaller school because i definitely feel like that impacted my perception of it and my own like artistic journey it's interesting because i've always been like in smaller environments Mm -hmm. like my whole life really like Mm -hmm. i'm from eastern north carolina which is really condensed um even where i was in florida like it's more of a touristy place but the average amount of people who live there are only like 25 like percent of the people who are there at any given time like live there so even that is still like really niche so i've been like used to small environments but i didn't so i didn't mind it um, but I do, I did kind of miss, yeah. I did kind of miss the bigger kind of sea of like 
a, a larger, like, liberal arts university because wow. it's easier to, like, swim through and, like, meet people outside of art. You know what I mean? 100%. 100%. Yeah. And I think definitely the intensity of the school and the size of the school went hand in hand. Like, you were talking about, yeah, the, it's easy to kind of get in your own groove and be focused and work on your art. But then also the pressure from, like, seeing so many other people up close. Like, as we're yeah. saying, you don't really have opportunity to blend in everybody knows your shit everybody knows your business and does and that's why we're gonna be talking shit exactly and we're gonna get into it oh my gosh so yeah that's how we got there and how did we end that time let's how do we get to now how do we get to now um well we we blinked and then school was over well first of all you know our graduation year was 2020 um and so come march 2020 everything just completely changed for all of us and so it was like the most bittersweet end Mm -hmm. in a situation like I just remember senior year um being in the house that I lived in I lived on Broad Street (laughs) which if you know you know um just literally taking that once a week ballet class in the living room with my roommate with Marissa was just so like aka taco yeah um but we did that that was a coma (laughs) um thankfully still here and still healthy um, I ended up staying in North Carolina. I was able to work in my home studio, mm-hmm. which was like a really great blessing in disguise. I have so much gratitude for what they've all done for me. Like the word generosity feels like an understatement, honestly. Um, but I was able to work for them and I ended up inheriting the house, which is a whole oh. story by itself. Um, but I ended up selling that house because it was a little older. It was built in 1950, mm-hmm. a little bit outside of the realm of what I would be able to do in terms of, like, taking care of it. Yeah. So I sold it, and I used the money to move to New York City. So, surprise, surprise, I am in New York City at the moment. So that's where I am now, just dancing and taking class and teaching at the moment. I'm just... Right now, it's literally just no thoughts, just vibes. Yep. And traveling for work. And traveling for work. Oh, yeah. I travel for work. So, I'm like, I'm basically in an airplane, like, every weekend. It is the truth. Not an exaggeration. Like, if you look at my Snapchat story or my Instagram story on a Friday, chances are I'm at the Uh, airport. Yep. Mm -hmm. Where were you yesterday? At the airport. Literally at the airport. Where where was I the weekend before? The The airport. airport. So, that's my life. Yeah. Right now. I love it. I love it. So, we're recording in Michigan right now. So, after graduation, weird times for all of us. I had been looking at grad schools for arts admin, again, another story for another time, but had decided that I wanted to pursue my education, not in performance. So I had a couple offers from a few different schools, decided to go with one in upstate New York, um, Eastman School of Music, and they were virtual the entire year that I was in that program. It was a 14-month, like, condensed master's program, which was also another story for another time. Crazy. Art school, grad school, we'll get into it. Um, but I decided to go ahead and pursue that, move to Rochester, New York for a month. Everything was shut down. It was truly a ghost town. And I, having grown up in North Carolina, went to school in UNCSA. My family was like, if you want to come back, you can come back. Like, it's a weird time. You can come live with us, etc." And I just was like, I'm not ready to have, having just moved everything to a new state, starting to feel that, like, push away from North Carolina to move back so quickly. Like, it would have been a month later. And I decided for a couple of reasons, I had some connections in Michigan, had come to visit Ann Arbor, fell in love with it. Michigan is beautiful. Like as a North Carolina girly, it's hard to match like the mountains and the beach. Michigan's gorgeous, upstate, different vibe, but absolutely beautiful. So I came to visit in the summer um, and fell in love with it. I have a lot of extended family, fairly close, like anywhere from like 30 minutes to two and a half hours away that I hadn't lived close to before. 
and ultimately the place that I work now in downtown Detroit was one of my first choices after school. So like all kind of lined up for Michigan being the next place. And I love it. It's been really good. It's been crazy. Wow, look at us doing like the adult thing. I know. Honestly, that was such a conversation because like art school just felt so niche and it just felt so like that was just our world for yeah. so long that to be out of it now is just kind of it really is a different experience. No, 100%. And it it is a bubble, especially going back to the fact that it's a small school and there's a almost like a weird pressure when you're there as there is anytime you're like leaving school and wondering what's next. But there's, a, I would say, an elevated sort of pressure that's like, what am I going to do? How am I going to prove to these other people that I have made it, that I've got a job, that I can pay my bills? And there's a lot of, like, show and not tell, I think, on social now, too, of, like, I'm doing these things. Like, we're all guilty of it. You know what I mean? And, like, oh, yeah. okay, it, it's a process after school. So, yeah, bad props to us for moving. Figuring it out. We're um, doing the thing. I definitely flex that. Like, I'm like, yes. I'm fine. I definitely flex. You should, as you should. It's like, um, I'm reflecting how big my carbon footprint is right now. <laughs> but no, I think we're both, like, really happy with where we ended up and just, like, excited to see what's next. I heard somebody say while we were in school that your, like, path through the arts is never, like, a straight path forward. No. <laughs> And well, we're not straight anyway. not straight. <laughs> but you never know, like, what's going to be the next step. It's just kind of, like, the next right thing. And then you look back and you're like, okay, now I see the through line. But at the time, you're just like, well, that opportunity came up and it's a good fit for mm-hmm. where I am now. So, anyways, I think for now, this is what's next. This is what's this next. This is what's next. So, why are we, like, circling back to yeah. school? Why are we, like, making a podcast to talk about it? Why has it taken this long? Is the part. It's the real question. But no, why are we why are we wanting to talk about it? I think going back to having a hard time connecting, especially after like bring not to bring the pandemic too far into it, but it was hard to stay in touch right after. Everybody was in a weird place. Like you were kind of figuring out like your own shit. And I feel like the connection with other people post-grad was tricky. There was no final graduation moment, like that closure. And so it's kind of open-ended. And I think there has been like, at least from my experience, like a lack of community from the people that I went to school with. Like we keep keep in touch on Instagram, but not, we're not really talking. You know what I mean? No, we like like each other's stories or Mm -hmm. we'll like, we'll respond to each other's stories from time to time, which is great. Like I think people do from time to time try to put in that effort for sure. Mm -hmm. But again, like we're just so entrenched in our art like deep in the trenches while we're in school that I feel like once we graduate we truly do need that buffer time to just that was that yeah but then we do need to circle back and say okay that was a lot that actually happened right we need to discuss right 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 and I think also just as you know if you're in well see for anything like Mm -hmm. networking talking to each other is huge in terms of a professional standpoint but also I think personal too just to like I don't know. We all need a little more connection. We all need a little more connection. Because at the end of the day, like, we truly are all no more than six degrees away from each other. Yeah. In art school, probably one. Probably Probably two. Two, max, honestly. Like, the amount of times we have all played the art school guessing game of, like, do you know so-and-so? And And it's like... Where it's like, oh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. One of the two. No, but and then the other thing I think we were talking about is we really want to hear from other people we went to school with. Both like you went to UNT Greensboro, mm-hmm. um, and then me going to upstate New York, like pulling in experiences from those places too, not just UNCSA, and obviously open to like if you went to another art school, we would love to hear that shit. For sure, we yeah. want to hear your we art school hear shit. It. So I think just like creating a space where we can all kind of talk to each other, have some fun, have some serious times when we need to. That's it. 
yeah, that's why we want to do it. I just want to get out of the, well, I want to get out of this process. Out of this podcast, it's just, like, the processing of everything we went through. Kind of, like, group therapy, you know what I mean? Because, like, any, I'm telling you, any time I've sat down with anyone from school or from any art school, it is just a kiki. It's a gag. It's pure shit talk. 100%. And this just made me think, too, when you're talking with someone from art school, it's a weird, like, juxtaposition of you have similar experiences because it was the same school, same vibe, same type, like, conservatory, whatever, but also so different, too, and not just, like, oh, from your discipline, from, like, music to dance or whatever, but just, like, how you interpreted the environment that was UNCSA. Everyone has a different, a different time. No, I'm honestly so excited to hear, like, more from you just because we were literally there at the same time, but we did not speak to each other No, once. no, literally. That's the other thing. Like, I remember seeing you around campus. We I've met, definitely we, seen you yep, around. Exactly. That's the other thing that it's going to be interesting to see for people that we talk to through the pod, about the pod, etc. If their experiences that they want to keep that as part of their identity and still connect with it, still talk about it and explore that after, or if it's like a clean break from you on TSA. And that's going to be, that's the tea, actually, because there are a few people that I know who are like, I don't identify with her. I don't claim her. She's not my friend. It's such a mixed bag of experiences of people who will, like, praise their experience there because they had a positive experience there, but people who just will never, ever claim it, you know? 100%. 100%. And I'd also be curious to hear about people that were... Like, both of us came in already having a little bit of college behind us. People that started UNCSA and left. Because that's the other thing we don't talk about very often. So, we're going to have to get into that, too. We do. Okay. I love this as a little introduction for us. Don't worry, friends. We have lots of episodes uh, planned to talk all this shit. Um, but for now, we have a little segment that we would love to end with for this first little episode. We just want to drop, like, some Easter eggs about, like, what we're going to talk about. So, this first little segment, um, little game. I like to call that so gay. And as you know, we're gay. As you know, this is a queer podcast. If you didn't figure that out by now, you can leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Jane, I have some items that you have to guess if they're either gay, bi, straight, or queer and questioning. Okay. Okay. So, that's so gay. Crankies. <laughs> Caminos. Gosh. Duncan and Washington Park. Okay, so there's gonna be some controversy because one time backstory. <laughs> I posted this on my story. Okay, so Eric and I, we've been talking your shit, like we said, for a couple of years. And I was at Cranky's fairly recently, and you were like, Cranky's is for the gays, Camino is not so much. I remember what you said. We were like, Mm-mm. and somebody somebody was like, hey, like, everyone that works at Camino is very gay. And I was like, I totally understand that. Don't know that the vibe of Camino is as queer as cranky. So I'm going to go with gay, fully gay, queer, everything, crankies. You walk into that and you're like, wow. I'm figuring some shit out about myself. And it is. Also, for clarification, bi rather than pan, in the example of this, we're going from it as, like, I'm attracted to my gender and others for bisexual and some things like oat milk just feel a little inherently bisexual. So that's the vibe. If we need to talk about it later, we'll talk about it later. That's where we're coming from, not to be exclusionary at all. So, okay. Crankies for me, gay. Her. Okay. Her. Crankies for me, I don't know. I see, sometimes I feel like I see a lot of streaks there. So sometimes I'm like, 
maybe you are like bisexual. Oh, you know what I mean? I do love. I feel that. like I see a lot of like execs there. <laughs> you are so right. Okay, also went fairly recently, and it was like North Carolina is such an interesting mix, especially in Winston, because you kind of have this like bubble, right? Mm-hmm. But then outside, like where I went to high school, it's very much like very southern, very country. Yeah, Tobaccoville, North Carolina. So oh. I see people that I'm like, are you from? Not in any way to be classy, but just like your like Tobacco Bill vibe, like yeah. definitely whatever, not Winston Salem vibe. So I do feel like maybe it is a little more bi. It's definitely not straight though. Oh no, she it's is not. Definitely not straight. Okay, you said what um, was the last one you said? The last one I said was Washington Perk. Oh, I forgot about them. Washington Perk. Washington Perk to me, my experiences. He's going to Wake Forest. He's getting an MBA. It he is. is not going to tell you goodnight. He's texting you, you up at 2 a.m. That's Washington Perk. I, I feel strongly. Oh, my God. No, I, I agree. Definitely, you're not getting a text the next morning after your hookup. You're just not. Yeah, that's the straight one for me. That's, mm-hmm. Um, Caminos. Questioning. Questioning. And then the last one, Duncan. Duncan's gay. Duncan's, Duncan's gay. gay. We've talked about this before. Duncan is so gay. Duncan. No, I can't. When you're okay, North Carolina Duncan, little bit straight, little bit straight. Little we need to talk about this because oh, New York City Duncan, gay. Anything upstate, gay. Anything in the Northeast? Yeah, incredible. Duncan in the South is not as good. It just it isn't. I went to Massachusetts to visit a friend a couple of years ago. Was like blown away by Duncan because I North Carolina just isn't it. It's bad. It's yeah, bad. It's so I think that depends. Okay. So to recap. Recap. Cranky's is. Bye. Bye. Caminos is. <laughs> questioning. Duncan is. Gay as fuck. And Washington Perk is. Homophobic. <laughs> homophobic. Name something gay and homophobic. Name something gay and homophobic. Washington Perk. Okay. Next one. That's so gay. The ukulele. Shut the fuck up. The recorder. <laughs> the harmonica. Harmonica. And the guitar. Guitar straight. <laughs> Have you seen the Barbie movie? I'm gonna play oh guitar at you for a couple of hours. And for sure. In the year of the Barbie movie. In the year of the Barbie movie. I know. I'm not dropping a name now, but you know who I'm thinking of. <laughs> Playing that guitar. Being a little too straight. An Aries man. An Aries man? Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yup. Yup. Okay. Yup. So the guitar? Co- Straight. So sorry. Uh, the ukulele. Okay, what are my other options? Because let's go to harmonica first. That's the harmonica. gay as fuck. So I'm so sorry. I just had to get that out of the way. You're blowing your mouth and breathing in those little, like, reeds, those little keyholes. You go, Ugh. harmonica? No. That's okay. gay. That's so it's gay. Your spit gets in there. Yeah. It also is pulling out a harmonica at a party going, hey guys, it's a gay person. It's a gay person. It's usually a gay person. I need to talk to a gay person. Pull out the harmonica. You're going to find them. You're going to find them. You're going to find one. They're just going to gravitate you. The ukulele. The ukulele. The ukulele. I love seeing my girlies around campus. You know who you are. We love you. We know who you are. We love you so much. And we do. We fucking love you. You too. Carried. Carried the campus with the ukulele. And y'all did. Love y'all. Um, I don't know, because the other option is the recorder. <laughs> okay, maybe the ukulele is like ally. Maybe the ukulele is like ally. 
And buy on the weekends. I'm getting you're not buy on the weekends, but you put it in the room. Yeah. A little bit, a little you, bit buy. You definitely kiss like Maybe things closeted. Back. Maybe things oh. like a little closeted. You're mm-hmm. figuring it out. Maybe a little questioning. The recorder. The recorder feels more questioning to me though. The recorder is what definitely. What the are you doing playing the recorder? Like, mm-mm. We all and the other thing is we all played it. We all had a recorder class. And statistically, some of those people were gay playing recorder class. Okay, can we take a brief pause for a second? Like, I always think about that in terms of statistics. Like when you're in like a large group of people, statistically. There are some homos up in here. No. And I'm going to tell me who you are. No, literally. The fact that I think about this because I have a very large family and I'm not going to get into it now. But I have like, for context, I have eight grandparents. Okay. That means a lot of cousins. Just like blended family cannot be the only one who's a little bit fruity. And you're not. I think about this all the time. And you're not. The, 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 I'm literally so tired. Like, I'm about to start a GoFundMe for like back surgery because I am so tired of carrying the weight of being the only funny gay person in the family on my back. It's too much. Like, um, I can't. Okay, so consensus. Um, ukulele. Why do we start with the ukulele? I don't know. Okay, we, what do you think? What do you think? The ukulele. She's a bi girl. Yeah. Then we love it. I agree. It's just so, so cute. It's so small. It's, yeah. Like, when I think ukulele, I also, I also think flower crowns. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay, no, it's a whole vibe. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair. Mm-hmm. Um, the recorder. Questioning. Questioning. Uh, the harmonica. Gay. Yay. <laughs> and then the guitar. Straight as fuck. Okay. Okay, we got two more. Two I'm more. I'm so okay. ready. That's so gay. A seven-step skincare routine. Five in one body wash. <laughs> we already know. <laughs> Sunscreen. And aquaphor. <laughs> oh. Oh, this is harder than I thought because at first I was like the seven step, you said seven step skincare routine. I was like, yeah. obviously that's okay. But then I was like, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. It doesn't have to be. That's a little questioning for me because once you threw an aquaphor, <laughs> I knew what my answer was for that one. Uh-huh. Yep, exactly. So for me, for me, seven step skincare routine, questioning. Mm-hmm. Can go either way. Sunscreen, bye. Because I feel like sunscreen's looking out for you. Sunscreen's the mom friend of the group. Sun, the sunscreen is absolutely the one that like comes up to you at the party, and it's like, are you okay? Do you need? Do you need to ride home? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was the sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Yep. So was I. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Okay. Aquaphor. Yay. Yay. All Absolutely. The All the gays use aquaphor. The mini aquaphor, the regular size. Everyone's got it. I have it with me literally right yeah. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then oh, five in one body wash. <laughs> we didn't even have to think about that one. And we don't. If you see that in the shower, run. Run for run the hills. Run for the hills. Run for there's, the hills. Mm-mm, there is nothing that man can give you. And no. it's never going to be a woman. It's never going to be a non-binary person. And it I'm will never. I'm so sorry. It will never be. It will be a straight man. Yep, probably wanting to talk to you about crypto after he gets out of the shower. Oh, yikes, yikes. Definitely wanted to mansplain it to you. Those sheets probably haven't been washed. They have not been washed in a really long time. Nope. Good mm-hmm. luck. Nope, there's probably nothing in his fridge except for... Oh, yeah, a no. six-pack. Yep, that's it. That's it. Thank you. That's oh it. All right, last one. <laughs> okay, that's so gay. The 90s. <laughs> Black and white films. Oh, my God. Las Vegas. <laughs> Board games. 
I think it's I know you were sitting in my living room earlier looking around the I ukulele. thought it was. <laughs> you bought the ukulele and not the board games. I saw the board games. I was like, oh, I have Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, board games? Ooh, I don't know. I feel like that could go either way. Because... Games is polyamorous. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Let's just umbrella term queer. Well, Heard. we're gonna we're gonna give her an honorable mention. And we will. Some board games. Well, I feel like it depends on the board game. But it's not board games specifically. It's the whole genre of the a board whole genre. game. Yeah, umbrella term queer. Yep. Heard. Yep. 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 Okay. Honorable mention. Okay. To the nineties. The nineties bisexual. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You watch a rom-com from the 90s, you're like, there is some definitely some gay subtext here. There is, like, the hand placement on the shoulder, that's a little, that's a little, listen. It's a little, like, yeah. Like, there's always the trope in rom-coms from the 90s where it's, like, your best friend that's, like, giving you boy advice. There's a little sexual tension there. There's a little bit. There's a little bit. They wish that were them. No, literally. Literally. Okay. Black and white films. (laughs) 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 What are you going to say? I'm trying not to be eighty already. Okay. Las Vegas. <laughs> I say that because I was literally just no. in Las Vegas. Okay, so this is what I think. Las Vegas could go either way. Because I could see it being absolutely straight, no question. But then also it's gay as fuck. You it kind of is. Mean? The amount of ass I saw in Las Vegas. Okay, fair. That alone. That alone. Asses were out. Black and white films. And we're not talking necessarily like old films like if you're a film boy and you put your film in goddamn black it's straight you know what that answers a fucking question for me if i see you put your film in black and white what are you trying to prove it's 2023 no give me some color for my retinas please please (laughs) please oh my god that was good i'm gonna be thinking about this later literally no what a fun little time fun time yeah so that's that's the ending segment we love it and yeah that's it that's it for this one. That's it for this one. We just want to make a cute little introductory episode so you can um, learn about us, our vibe, and just get prepared for us to talk so Class much shit. is in session. Class is in session. Get so your backpack, sit down. Get your notebook. Where's your fall Raven bag? not dismiss you. We dismiss you. Have a good one, babes. Have a good one. We will talk to y'all so, so soon. Bye. Bye.